0: Hello, I'm Sarah Connolly. Now I've been doing rider interviews for ages, but I can tell you there is one rider that everyone wants to hear about. So I finally tracked her down in not so sunny Canberra. It's Canberra famous Chloe Hosking.
1: (laughs) Hi, I love that you're on top of the Canberra famous like
0: (laughs) hashtag. (laughs) You know what? If I ever come to Australia I'm gonna have to go to Canberra just so I can like sit in cafes and go, Of course I've met Chloe Hosking.
1: Do you know, I think I'm not actually as Canberra famous as I actually think I am.
0: So, <laughs> Well, I was, I was in the pub with a place I'm temping at the moment and someone told me I'd answered a question of theirs on Twitter. So it's amazing how far you can come without knowing that people yeah. know who you are. <laughs> so um, you're down in Aussie for the, for the summer. You go from summer to summer like all the Australians. But you also don't seem to stop racing because you're out there for the crit season right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we are crazy as Aussies. Um, I probably – but the, I stopped racing in um, September. So Lotto Bellasol was my last race. So mm-hmm. I've had two weeks earlier than most of the girls that did Worlds. But, yeah, we race all over the summer. So some girls have been racing since Noosa already, which was late November. Um, mm-hmm. I sat that one out basically because I was still in Europe. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, I've done – three races already and then from the second of january it's full gas i do um the michelin bay criterium series nationals tour down under which is now a tour rather than just criteriums and then the Cadell evans um bike race Mm -hmm. and then jump straight on a plane to qatar so um People are like, oh, how long are you home for? And I'm like, oh, till the 31st of January. But really, I'm not here in January at all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So in January, you're just racing your heart out and getting ready for Qatar.
1: Yeah, I'm like cramming in all my catch ups with my friends in December because I know like in January it just won't happen. <laughs>
0: yeah. And you've been riding with rock salts up till up, 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 up this part of summer because the Aussie season is it, you kind of are the guys that suffer, don't you, from the weird UCI laws because you, you change teams on the 1st of January?
1: yeah (laughs) it is weird um so I'll actually do half my summer season with rock salt Mm -hmm. and then the rest of it with wiggle um which is both exciting and sad um Kelvin Rundle who's the managing director of rock salt he and I sort of started this team um last year Mm -hmm. so it, it will be sad to be leaving but um They've won the last two major criteriums in Australia, Rock Salt, and um, it's really cool to see how far the team has come in such a short time and the quality of riders that they're now attracting. So I kind of have a bit of, you know, quite satisfied to see how much it's grown and that, like, that sort of idea that I had has um, come to fruition. But I mean, I couldn't have done anything without Kelvin. Um, and yeah, now I'm going to be racing with the enemy at (laughs) (laughs) Baker's.
0: So,
1: (laughs) but I told, I told Kelvin that I'd still talk to them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you'll talk to him, just a trash talk to him. I know, I know. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, there's, there'll be some slander and (laughs) (laughs) sledging and.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kelvin's wonderful because he's really has put his money where his mouth is, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, he is just. He's just crazy. Like, um, what he does for women's cycling in Australia is amazing. He supports so many riders individually, but mm. then by having a team as well, uh, it's just incredible. It's so easy to complain and complain about, you know, there's no support, whatever, but then by saying, you know what, I'm going to put a team in, I'm going to, you know, really make the most of the summer season, that's exactly what Kelvin's done. And, um, oh, I think – Really, women cycling in Australia is should be really grateful for having someone like Kelvin involved, and even Cycling Australia should be like thanking him because he's doing such a good job and helping so many of their riders out in a when they're not in a great situation.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I've followed Kelvin for years. If you want to follow him, he's crazy cycle fan on Twitter. <laughs> And he's um, he's lovely, but he's you know he's he's doing everything from funding a team to tweeting results, you know, with um, to supporting Teagan his wife to race, and he's just yeah I'm I'm just yeah that's what I, when I grow up I want to be Kelvin. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but it's, it's it must be interesting because you were you you did that you started that last summer, didn't you? And then because of the weirdness, you know, you've had that la- last summer, then you've been riding with High Tech, then you're back with Rock Salt, and then you're going to be with Wiggle Honda. And Wiggle's a very different setup, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's um God, I'm so impressed with what Rochelle has done. Like, um oh I've been racing with Rochelle since I was 18, I think. Mm-hmm. So and I've sort of seen her you know, she had this idea probably four years ago, and then she's really turned it into, I think, one of the biggest teams in the Peloton. Mm. And then um Yeah, just coming here and seeing how they always presented at races and, you know, how Rochelle makes the most of media and everything, it's something that I think more teams should be doing. So I'm pretty excited to be involved in that. And I think I can learn a lot from Rochelle both, um, you know, on the bike and off the bike. You know, my degree is in media communications and um, I think I can gain a lot, yeah, from being with Wiggle.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've I've just been running a women's cycling survey and a ton of people have said that they basically got into women's cycling through watching the Wiggle videos. So, you know, maybe they liked Laura Trott because they saw her in the Olympics and there was a video and then the video showed more riders' personalities and suddenly they were hooked.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's what a lot of people say about women's cycling is, like, they, they like the stories behind the riders. And, um, you know, I think Wiggle captures that really well. Also, teams like... Um, It's now Velocia Shram, you know, they do that really well. So, um, you know, I think women's cycling does have something really unique to offer and it's about capturing that and giving it to the
0: fans so Mm -hmm. they can
1: actually see it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And if you can't watch the races, like, you know, if if they're not on TV, but you can just read the stories and and follow the photos and follow the videos. And that's what's, I mean, I think that's why you've got a lot of fans, to be honest, too, is, I mean, your blogs have been fantastic for letting people really you know you may not have watched the race but you can feel like you were there yeah
1: (laughs) it's funny because I always just like I sort of just bash it out after a race and I like post it and I'm like that was really bad blog and then like my dad will email me and he'll be like great blog Chloe (laughs) and I'll be like thanks oh but he'll always point out he'll always be like but there were a few typos in there I'm like cheers (laughs) cheers, dad
0: <laughs> That's awesome. No, but no, I think I think the interesting thing is about your blog is is you I mean obviously you choose when you blog, you know, it's not like it's a you know a camera following you around all the time that just captures everything you say or, you know, your brain dumped on the, <laughs> the internet. But you Oh think... no no,
1: I have a reality show coming, you
0: know. <laughs> I would love to watch the Chloe Hustle reality show. <laughs> no, it'd be a lot more boring than you might think. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I think it, I think I think it could be quite interesting. I mean, your blogs have been. I think the things that have been really interesting me have, is 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 that it it seems to be much more about the psychological story as well as the racing. I mean, yeah.
1: So- well, I think there's so much more to cycling than just getting on your bike and winning a bike race. Mm. Like, and because you know, maybe only five girls in the season will actually win more than two or three races and the rest of us are there (laughs) picking up the scraps. (laughs) So, um, and it's, it's hard, it is really hard mentally and there's so many things, other factors that are um, impacting your cycling. And I think a lot of it doesn't get spoken about because, you know, it. people are so think that it should always be good and it should always be positive, but you know, professional sport is such a roller coaster ride and, um, I don't think it always has to be good. It doesn't always have to be positive. Like um, the other side needs to be told sometimes. So I, I sort of put that into my blogs. But then at the same time, I have really happy blogs. So yeah. no, you've <laughs> I'm got not some... a massive depresso, I no, swear.
0: No, no, you've got some wonderful ones. I think the ones I loved this year, I mean, obviously I love the one about you winning um, Omelette Van Borsolet. Oh, I'll join in Omelette Van Borsolet yes yes well, I hope so <laughs> yes yes I love that one about you and the album but also love the ones about you know the, the people who inspired you those those were really special blogs to me just because I don't know it just it felt it's nice to see people acknowledging the people who came before and I think you know you t- also talking about them in very very funny way in a very Australian way you know they, <laughs> shout, they yelled at me they told me not to eat butter on my bread and I love them <laughs>
1: yeah but this is I think that sort of shows what sort of person I am like like um tell me off so I can learn rather than don't tell me what you think so I keep doing the same thing Mm. because like I just don't think if you're not going to get any constructive criticism you can't progress so um and this is sort of I think comes from writing with Ina and this sort of thing like and Ronnie as well, like they were tough, but I learned a lot from them.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: yeah, maybe when I was younger, cause I was on that team when I was 19, I think um, it wasn't the easiest thing to hear, but now I'm 24, which is still young, but I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've been in the Peloton. I think this is my seventh year yes. or 2015 will be my seventh year. Like you sort of appreciate it more now and you're like, Oh, the, the little things they taught you back then really helped me now and help me focus, help me, you know, remain really disciplined in, in my training and it's, maybe I didn't put it into action straight away but, you know, it went to the back of my head and I can now um, draw from it now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, how do you take it when you're being yelled at by Ina for, doing, for 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 cocking up. I mean, how do you? Now
1: I'll I'll give her the benefit. She I never really got yelled at. Um, <laughs> Ina would be Ena would be more like um, I'd really struggle in a race, and instead of like being like it's okay, Ina would be like you need to train harder, and I'm like she's so right. <laughs> so like uh, no. I really, really enjoyed writing with Ina, and she's just such an incredible um, I role model for me, really. Um, yeah, I have nothing bad to say about Ina.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's not just because she'd come and kill you. No, 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 she's wonderful. She's like, <laughs> I, I, I can't even imagine, like, there's so many women's stories who say, you know, that, you know, I, I was I, Ina Ina yelled at me but then she told then she sought me out and found me and told me you could do so much better and it's like oh my god you know you, yeah you, yeah exactly she's, she's got that kind of reputation of being you know of 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 yelling at the race commissaires for allowing riders to push into the front you know to the front of the lineup and but being incredibly <laughs> fair about it as well like, yeah exactly Oh, Ina. oh, I miss Ina in the Peloton. It's it's, it's...
1: everybody misses Ina in the Peloton. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, what's it like without her cuz she was a big presence?
1: Yeah, it's kind of um it's like we're missing the the leader really. Mm. Um and I don't really think that this year anybody really stepped up to take that role. Um uh, I hope that next year, you know, people like Iris Slappendale, like, they have so much respect in the peloton and Los mm. Um, I think they uh, sort of will fill that role in the next couple of years. So, you know, you've got to have these women that have been around for so long that, you know, they know everybody, they know everything, mm. and people just respect them. And um, I think that they're the next sort of riders that will do that.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was interesting seeing the Giro Toscana with, you know, Elisa standing up. Um, you know, the Giro Toscana last year, I should say, with the you know with the with the rider protest and Elisa kind of taking on that role of standing there and getting yelled at by all the um teams. yeah, that to... was
1: horrible. Like I just feel so and that actually, nobody really realizes, but that kept going on for months. And mm-hmm. poor Elisa had to deal with this Fanini guy or whatever his name is for months. and he was just, crazy and the poor girl who was just trying to protect the whole peloton had to deal with all this rubbish and it's like she's 22 it's mm. just ridiculous and that that um she had to defend her actions I thought was just horrible and just disgusting really I will never ever do that race again
0: no no I mean I, I think it was interesting to see who went there this year because you know why would you but yeah, you know the, the fact that he I mean I was really really happy that the Italian rider fed um took you know took on the case because when he was actually talking about suing you know suing her and Georgia for libel yeah like what you know what what the fuck man you've literally got cars in the road how can you possibly yeah but I
1: mean I think you can like imagine being a 22 year old girl and having that that uh stress like this man is going to going to sue you like it was just Poor Eliza. I love Elisa and I can't believe she had to go through that.
0: <laughs> yeah, but but you know, but how but how amazing that she you know like the easy thing to do would have been to to falter. You know what I mean? And it also yeah, is, for
1: sure.
0: And it's also like, but I
1: wish I almost wish that um, you know uh, an older rider or a um, you know t- the team managers had have had have done more yeah. so that Elisa didn't have to be put through that because. Um, I think that if she's had that experience once, maybe she'll be more standoffish in the future. So yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. It was ho- just a really yeah. bad situation. Yeah. But hopefully it also means that that hopefully touch wood that it means that racers will be less likely to you know I mean once you get the top eight in the G C refusing to finish the race, <laughs> that, that was a pretty yeah. that was a pretty solid <laughs> And you know, poor Cloudy Hauschler saying that you know she really didn't want to finish the race, but her team, you know, her team made her and and like yeah. and, and saying that she doesn't think that she won. It, 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 it's a yeah, it's it's good to kind of put that you know to kind of see that you've got that I don't know solidarity that that, that yeah, you're not t- you're not going to take any shits. You know, we're women riders. We're here to race sort sort it the fuck out. You know, excuse my language. <laughs> yeah oh god that was just chaos (laughs) so I mean there's a part of me that wants to ask you all your worst stories so I'm going to get this out of the way but what's been your worst race experience in your long career
1: ah worst race experience
0: like you Um, know situation situation where you sit there and go what are we doing here
1: oh Um, yeah, probably Toscana. I mean, I hit a photographer because she didn't move. Oh, God, yes. Like, um, and that was just ridiculous. But, um, God, I don't know. Actually, uh, you know, other than that, most of the races I've been to, you know, there's varying degrees of organisation, but none of them have been terrible. Mm. Um... Probably from like a physical point of view, I remember I did Tourigan as my first year with HTC, Mm -hmm. and it was so hot this one day. I'd just come back from Australia where it was winter, and (laughs) I probably didn't train that much in Australia either, and it was such a hard race. Oh, I finished it, but I'd had like goosebumps all over me during the race, and i was really dropped, and I'm I just when I finished, I just collapse on the ground in front of the camper, and Ronnie just looks at me and he's like, "Get up!" <laughs> I'm like, "I'm dying." <laughs> uh, that was pretty bad. Um, and then probably just the mental struggle I went through after the Olympics was mm. probably pretty bad as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that might, it must be such a weird, weird scenario and you, and you hear it all the time, you know, even riders who, you know, you have riders who win and then just can't cope with winning and then you have riders who don't do as well as they wanted to and can't cope with that. I mean, how do yeah. you, how do you get through it? Um, I think I
1: wrote about it a bit in my Commonwealth Games blog. Mm. Um. The dealing with disappointment, um, but I didn't really have any plans in place for after the Olympics or any goals, like, moving me forward. And I got very little support from my team and Cycling Australia. Actually, I, I pretty much got blacklisted. And um, f- I was really fortunate to have such a supportive family. Um, but it took me months. It really took me months to get better and really, um, say, oh, you know what? Yeah. Okay. I had a really bad race. Um, I let a lot of people down, but I'm going to keep going. And, um, fortunately I was able to sort of, um, realize that in like months later. And then I was able to, when the same situation happened again at the Commonwealth Games, I was able to draw on that experience. And I actually think I had a really, really good end of 2014. Mm-hmm. You know, I picked up a podium in Ardesh. Um, I actually was riding really well in Ardesh, and then I won in Lotto Bellasol. So um, I think just compared to the Olympics end of the season where I didn't do anything, I barely raced, um, compared to the Commonwealth Games end of the season, where I picked up a win, um, yeah, you can see that I really was able to learn from from <laughs> the the whole experience, and um, yeah, make. What am I saying? <laughs> I'm just trying to say that I learned from the Olympics. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean it, it's so it's so interesting because I mean bike racing is such a weird sport, isn't it? It's like I mean I guess sometimes you know you look at someone like Mariana Voss and, and 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 Emma Johansson who just seem to be consistent, you know, consistent, consistent yeah. throughout the year. And it but, always become... like they're two
1: riders. You can't really compare yourself to them because yeah. they're so um. They're so special, you know? Yeah, yeah, um,
0: yeah.
1: not everybody has seasons like them.
0: <laughs> no, no. And they make it look so easy, you know, like like Emma being on the podium of, you know, a couple of World Cups and winning one and but then you realise, oh well actually this was Emma Johansson's first World Cup win since two thousand and nine. Like, you know, even yeah. you know, even for Emma it's like it's a strange you know, it, it it's a kind of weird it's a kind of weird weird one too it's just I guess I guess you know we we kind of think of it as as oh well yeah Mark Cav wins all the time you know um, Chris Froome can win all the time Mariana Voss wins all the time but there's like like you say that's like five riders, yeah <laughs> exactly can be there but yeah and but it's been it's been interesting because, like you say, you did have you had like this you had you had a really good start you had a great start to the season and then you then you had the great end to the season. I mean, that's that that must be nice to kind of give you the motivation to keep going over winter.
1: Yeah, I mean, motivation isn't really something I struggle with. Purely because I love riding my bike. Mm-hmm. But um, it was sort of nice because at that point in time, I was like, I wasn't sure if I was going to get a contract. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to keep riding. Um, but then getting the win, it was like, oh, I can still do this. Like, I'm still good. Yeah. Um, you know, I can still progress. Whereas everything had been telling me, you know, I couldn't find a contract, um, I wasn't getting any support. Uh, everything was pointing in the other direction and I was like no like I'm I can still do this you know I I still have what it takes so that's really what uh, that was most important thing for me
0: Yeah, yeah and I mean how but that kind of makes me think of you as well actually that's kind of I kind of think of you as tough and plucky and like when your back's up against the wall that's where you can kind of you know kick out and 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 not you know not not kind of not 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 get crushed by it that's that's really impressive. I'm impressed by you, Chloe.
1: <laughs> people call me stubborn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to give up. I'm never going to give up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really strange, like it's strange what motivates different people and uh maybe part of what motivates me is when people don't believe in me so mm-hmm. I don't know
0: <laughs> oh right yeah, yeah I'm gonna prove that I'm gonna prove those bastards wrong yeah
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah get a little bit of fire in my belly and then I go <laughs>
0: yeah. and joining Wiggle it, it's interesting because like you say you started off with like the in with HTC in the super team you know when it was HTC versus Cervelo test team with a bit of Mariana mm. Boss and a bit of Nicole Cook and a bit of Emily Hansen around the edges and now you're going back to probably i'd say they're pro- they cuz next year it seems like there's going to be some really interesting super team dynamics going on
1: yeah it's going to be i mean i think they've signed eight new riders this year so it's mm. going to be pretty much a whole new team um i'm really really excited about it you know i'm staying with some of my best friends which is fantastic yeah. and then having the opportunity to race with bronzini again well, not again, sorry, having the opportunity to race with Bronzini is really awesome. I mean, I've said it a few times, like I had the opportunity to be the lead sprinter at high tech mm-hmm. and I don't think I really, um, lived up to it. Um, whereas when I was racing with Ina, I, I loved racing with her. I didn't actually get the chance to lead her out that much, but in my final year there I did. And I, I think that I've fitted that lead out role really well. Mm-hmm um and I I'm really looking forward to working with Bronzini more like in the same capacity that I did Ana.
0: yeah right so is that going to be like in lead lead out but also you know going for your own opportunities as well because that, that's what yeah, I think a lot yeah. of people are wondering well, I about so. <laughs> yeah, well because I think a lot of people are looking at it and going well okay well Yolindo is is great for the cobbles and and that's not really Georgia riding but then there's you in Georgia and who who, who gets the sprint man you know or is it just going to be Oh, I'm
1: very much there as a support rider for Georgia. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Georgia can't do every race. So, you know, I I I will get a few opportunities throughout the year. Um, but I, you know, I know why I'm on the team and I'm ha- more than happy as being there in that role. And yeah, it does look on paper maybe a bit confusing with Yolene and Nettie, but they're also really focused on the track.
0: Yeah, so yeah.
1: um and we're also running a double program this year. So it will be quite spread out.
0: <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And I think I think as well, like I mean I feel about you in Qatar. I don't think you missed a break once in Qatar last year, did you? <laughs> don't jinx
1: me. <laughs> <That's>
0: <laughs> <good>. <laughs> Shit! God damn it! You can blame me for that one.
1: <laughs>
0: no, I love Qatar
1: and I love crosswinds, and um, I just think it's a fantastic way to start the year. So, look, I'll be hoping to keep that record um, st- the same <laughs> in 2015. So, yeah, we'll see.
0: <laughs> but, but how do you do? It? I mean, because Qatar for people who don't know Qatar, I mean, or, or who've only seen the men's Qatar. It kind of sounds like the world's most boring race, you know, like, oh, look, there's five corners <laughs> today and it's all straight. And, and then you see it on TV and you're like, oh, <laughs> this yeah. is the kind of wind that cars can't drive in. You know, this is it, it, it's kind of it's it, so it seems to be all about ta- it seems to be much about tactics as it is about, you know, about about sprinting. And you seem to do more sprinting to get to the corner first than you do oh, in the God. end.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really about positioning and, and knowing where the wind's coming from and being able to read the wind and um, just knowing, like, oh, that is about to break and making sure that you're in front of the break. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, oh, God. I remember one stage last year. I just couldn't get into the echelon and mm-hmm. I just um, – I had to keep sprinting up the outside and then I'd get in and then I'd get pushed out again. And, oh, God, I think I probably did about 15 max sprints to get to the um, – to make sure that I was still in the front of the group. That was actually the one that Wild – I think, yeah, Wild won it um, and there were all those attacks in the end. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, I think I got third. It was Wild, Lizzie, and then me. And I was so, so exhausted at the end of the race. And it was, it was like a 90-kilometer race. And people are like, oh, flat races aren't hard. And I'm just like, that was one of the hardest races I've ever done. <laughs> yeah, I- so, um, yeah, it's far from boring racing. Like, and it, it can just change. The dynamics of the race can just change in like five seconds because the wind can just be so strong people can be caught off guard Mm. and the the echelons just go and so if you're not um in the right position you can't ride in crosswinds yeah good luck we'll see you in like 20 minutes time
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean how, how did you learn to do that because that's Dutch style racing and obviously you're not Dutch
1: yeah do you know I have no idea I um Ina once told me Oh, it was we were at Turrigan again. I have so many good stories from Turrigan. <laughs> and um, it was Ina and I and then there was people like Amber Neben in the their racing as well. And we were trying to do an echelon and I was just I was sort of like I didn't understand why people didn't understand how to do an echelon. And <laughs> Ina's like, It's because you and I had to learn how to suck wheels because <laughs> we were never strong enough. <laughs> So we had to make sure we could hide. And I was like, yeah, she's probably right. <laughs> so I've always been good at sucking wheels. And I don't know because it's not like we have huge crosswinds in Australia. And for sure in the juniors, we never were doing echelons. And then just in my first race in um, in the Netherlands, so Onlook van Borsle in 2009, I was more than happy to just, like, be riding in the gutter and, like, uh, in in the wind or riding in the echelon. So it sort of just made sense to me. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> some people don't get it and some people do and I guess I got it <laughs> Oh,
0: that's that's a, that's a damn lucky skill to have Chloe I mean that's like especially <laughs> well because...
1: no I still haven't mastered the whole hill climbing stuff, <laughs> so. you know some people have some skills some people have other skills
0: <laughs> but you know there's there there's so many beautiful races like I, I don't know well I say beautiful what I mean is evil, evil, evil races that must you must curse to ride, like, you know, Boisselet and Energiewochtour and Qatar and Bowles Rentals Tour and <laughs> all of those races that are just all about dying a thousand times on the bike and yeah. you know, you know, people talk about coming over and, like, you know, a hundred six foot, seven foot tall Dutch women disappearing into the distance <laughs> and elbowing them into <laughs> the road furniture. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah maybe I'm maybe it's because I'm short and I can sort of hide The uh, <laughs> that's why I can say that they don't see me these tall Dutch women
0: <laughs> you're just looking over the top of your head and you're like yeah ha, ha. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah I'm just like under their elbow
0: <laughs> <laughs> sneaking in <laughs> so I mean so you like the obviously you like so the wind the sprinting what are your other favorite kind of races um,
1: I love, like, the cobbled cobbled races. Um, you know, I just love all, all cycling. <laughs> you know, I don't really enjoy riding up the massive climbs of Italy, but I'll suffer through it to get to the next flat stages. So, <laughs> I, but really my, my real love lies with Dutch racing, yeah. you know and i'm going to be doing a lot more dutch and belgium racing this year so that's really really exciting for me
0: oh excellent and there i mean there's so 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 many beautiful races like i mean at this time in the season for us in europe it's all just like let me dream about Drenter or, yeah. or or you know the the terrible cobbles and the awful crosswinds and the the howling gale <laughs> and <laughs> frozen eyeballs <Yeah>. and <laughs>
1: Yeah, I hope that we get a, a spring like this year um, and not like 2013 where like some of our races got snowed out.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, God, that third, when they when they got rid of the third, had to cancel the third Dutch race. And, and I never knew frozen eyeballs were a thing until Marine de Vries was blogging it. <laughs> like, oh my God, that's seriously hardcore. <laughs> but, yeah but before you get back there you've of course got the Aussie season and for people who don't know Aussie racing can you tell us a little bit about it the Aussie summer crit season yeah so
1: we do a lot of really really short intense criteriums so mm-hmm. like 40 45 minutes and um it's like your heart rate is max from eight from the gun to the finish and um uh It's also really hot. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we have the Michelin Bay Criterium Series, which is always sort of like a really big event, and it's just a great atmosphere, and um, uh, it has this sort of party vibe around it, which Mm. is so very Australian. So um, I think some people are there for the racing and some people are there just to have a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And (laughs) And then we go to nationals, which nobody enjoys. And then...
0: (laughs) Oh, I think Gracie Elvin probably likes it. She's probably the only yeah, one who does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and then we have the To and Out Under, which um, I did a couple of years ago. And I think last year they were having this massive heat wave. Like, Adelaide was the hottest place on the planet. So that'll be awesome. <laughs> and then... Um, and then, yeah, we f- I finished with the Cadell Evans race. Yeah. So that's a road race, actually, which yeah. is a bit a bit crazy, having a road race in January. <laughs> I'm not
0: sure how I feel about it. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, the- <laughs> and it's a new race, though, isn't it? Because I um- laugh at my own jokes. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're um, just very funny, Chloe.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is a new race. So that's really exciting how – for the men, it's UCI. For the women, I, th- I think it's just National Road mm-hmm. Series. But there's talk about um, in two years' time it becoming UCI. So that's pretty cool. And I think it's just great to support a um, a new race on the calendar. So I think Wiggle is sending a really strong team there. There'll be Bronzini, myself, Amelia, um so that's really exciting and then we'll all just jump on the plane straight to Qatar. <laughs> <laughs> oh I think my- half the Peloton will be on the plane straight to Qatar actually, because Green Edge is doing it. Australian national team have a team going. Uh people like Lauren Kitchen, um Lauren Rowney, so yeah. they'll all be going.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean I mean it's gonna be so much fun watching Wiggle versus Orica in, in this in this 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 set of summer crits. That's going to yeah. be a really good battle, and and then all and then of course you've got all those riders like you know Lauren and you know other riders well, kind yeah, of I was sneaking gonna say, up and
1: Rock Salt, yeah, because Rock Salt are really like they've proven to be quite a strong team, and you know even though I'm leaving, <laughs> <no. laughs> uh, the, you yeah, they've got some pretty strong um, replacements coming in actually. So <laughs> I honestly think that they'll be. Um, yeah, one of one of the strongest, if not the strongest, at Baycrits. So we're gonna have to ride pretty smart to beat them.
0: Yeah, but you also have that weird scenario at Baycrits, don't you, where there's an Orica team and a Jayco AIS team that looks like it's full of Orica riders and you know other riders <laughs> from other teams who've got guest rides with small teams who are suspiciously like members of <laughs> Wiggle Hunger or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
1: Look, sometimes there's teams of ten. <laughs> no, um I hope this year that there is um there's just there's actually six teams of six now, they've increased mm. it too. Um I and I'm not sure if Orica is actually putting in a Jayco team. So <laughs> it could just be um six, six and six. So we'll see. But um yeah, I'm I'm a pretty honest rider. Like I think if you I don't like talking to other teams to try and make sure like we can screw over somebody else, you know? Um, yeah. uh, so I will be riding with my five other wiggle teammates.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it, it's a difficult scenario. And when you have got only five riders and also it, it's one of those things where when Orica rock up or wiggle rock up, they're obviously going to be in a different zone to the domestic teams, but then It's not like the domestic teams give you any, um, you know, make it easy either today. No,
1: I mean, that was a sort of whole idea behind uh, Rock Salt was to bring another team on that could challenge Wiggle and Orica because it was just being dominated and like Mm. I would come home and while I was strong, how do you as one individual ride against a team of five, you know? Mm. So I think that Rock Salt have done really well to fill that sort of void. And they bring really together the girls, that the professional girls that don't have teams in Australia. So um, obviously, you know, with girls like Tiff Cromwell, Lauren Rowney, Lauren Kitchen, that's a really strong team. Is Tiff um, Tiff riding
0: Rock Salt this summer? She is, yeah. Oh, my God. No,
1: from the 1st of January. Because that's... um,
0: yeah, because Tiffany's one of those riders who you you know she you can almost guarantee she's going if she's up there she's going to go in the last three kilometers of a sprint race just to annoy the sprint trains.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or she um I've seen her do some amazing lead outs for sprinters as well. Like yeah. Tiff is just such an all round rider. Like um. Yeah, I think she's probably. I reckon this year she'll have another fantastic year. So well I'm already in 2015. So <laughs> sorry, I keep saying this
0: year. <laughs> well, she seems to have odd numbered years go really, really well, and then even number years be harder for her. So yeah, so I reckon <laughs> I reckon 2015 she's going to kind of rock it. But yeah, I'm um,
1: that's an interesting theory.
0: <laughs> it's, it's probably complete bollocks, you know. But it sounds good right now. <laughs> but no, I mean, but that's the other thing, isn't it, about crit racing? Is it's not just it's not just a case of everyone rides that round together, and then you have a sprint because you're continually having to fight off those, you know, your Luthenowikes just going for a laugh, or your, um, or your <laughs> Tiffany's just kind of going, just, just kind of going to get, going to cause mayhem. I think it's, yeah, uh, yeah. I
1: mean, it's it's great racing, and it's um, it's really good for this time of year because it helps you get so much speed. And um, I think you see it when the Aussies get to Qatar. Yes. Um, You know, we've got that much more racing in our legs. But then you also see it later in the season when I think we're a bit more tired than all the Europeans.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but you also have that terrible thing. I think it was um, last year's, maybe it was because I'm I'm in the wrong year as well. I think it was 2012 Qatar where it would be all the Orica riders and Kirsten. (laughs) In the end, and Kirsten would win. Hey, hey, hey,
1: hey, I was there too. Okay.
0: So. All the Roku riders, Chloe and Kirsten. Yeah, but you had things like punctures and things like that. You know, you'd have bad luck that year. You were. You know. Yeah, yeah. But but it was, it's still. And also, there's less embarrassment if you're a single rider up there than if you're six riders.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because there's one race, that, that there's this one stage in Qatar. Um, that Kirsten has won the last two years, and it's been exactly the same scenario. <laughs> like um, the teams have had like four riders there, and they've attacked and attacked and attacked, and she's still won. And it's been exactly this. Like it was like you could play them next to each other, and it would look <laughs> the same. <laughs> and it's like I can laugh because both years I was there alone. <laughs> And I, so I can be like, well, I couldn't do anything, but what were you guys doing? <laughs>
0: I can do anything, but at least I tried. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going to get in so much trouble for this.
0: <laughs> well, you also have nationals because you go from like these amazing bakeries to nationals, which has been on the same course for like a thousand years. Speaking of Yeah, yep, definitely. On the same I think it's life. coming
1: up to the 99th year. Yeah,
0: but you actually finished it though, haven't you?
1: Ah, no. uh, yeah, I think I finished it like once or twice, but <laughs> but finished, but like fifteen minutes down. So that's pretty much a lap down. Uh, <laughs> I got lapped. No. <laughs> uh, look, I hate our nationals course. I hate it. And um, but I think for the rest of my career, it's gonna probably be on the same course.
0: So well, why, why did? They, how do they do that? Because normal normal countries. because Ballarat
1: pays Cycling Australia money, and Cycling Australia are in debt. So right. They,
0: so it's so yeah because it because I mean for people who don't know it's basically some hideous hilly lappy course that sucks sucks the life out of you right
1: yeah yeah it's uh it's a 10k circuit and I think three and a half k of it is uphill or at least 3k <laughs> so you got you guys do the maths. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And it's hard and it's in the middle of nowhere, isn't it? Because uh, well, do, do you do get good crowds because it seems like whenever I have uh, friends in Sydney, hey, it doesn't look that far. And they go, <laughs> go to hell.
1: <laughs> the men, the men get really good crowds. Um, uh, it's in Victoria, you know, Victoria is such a sporting crazy um Uh, country (laughs) they're gonna love that I called them a country state so um they get yeah they get quite good crowds I mean I don't know what other countries nationals what sort of crowds they get so um I can't I have nothing really to compare it to
0: yeah 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 it's I guess I mean I guess the thing is is you know when you're European you might I mean I complain about how hard it is to get to British nationals (laughs) and it's not (laughs) oh look I had to travel for two hours (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh yeah, yeah Crimea river you know <laughs> <laughs> oh but
1: the thing is like it's good that they sort of group bakeries and nationals together mm. because they're like an hour apart so people just do the whole two-week block thing yeah so um
0: so yeah right I do have a question that I've been asked to ask you and this is from Graham now I, I I think you might have been asked this in the past okay mm-hmm. Chloe Hosking you know what I'm going to ask you. I'm sure you yeah. um <laughs> That year when you said things about Pat McQuaid. Yes. Did you ever get any long-term consequences from that, says Graham? I mean, was it something that was over with, or are you still kind of, you know? Have, oh, having, no, I still, much?
1: Um. I mean, I got, I had to have, like, a hearing with the cycling, President of Cycling Australia, and um, I was under a uh, suspended sentence or something like this. Like I was on good behavior for 12 months and, um, obviously I always get questions about it Mm -hmm. and, um, (laughs) yeah, people always quote me about it. And, um, but I think, um, you know, (laughs) a lot has come out, particularly in 2014 to, um, not, you know, sort of give my comment, wait <laughs> you were right
0: basically you were right god damn it um another quick question you've been being the press officer for high tech for the last couple of years and you've been doing an amazing amount of blogging but also you've been kind of kind of doing quite a lot of cycling media like your, your stuff about who to follow so you can follow women's cycling is still something that you know people click through from my blog all the time like every you know pretty much every day or something how how are you still going to carry on doing that? How much of that is for your media degree and how much of it is just because no one else is doing it, so you do it? <laughs> no, that is,
1: that is not for my media degree at all. That's just for me. Um, mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to continue doing it. I realize my blog's been a bit quiet, but... Um... I haven't really had much to blog about <laughs> um I've just been at home hanging out with family and whatnot so no I, I'll definitely keep up my blog this year and it's funny like sometimes ideas just strike me like that who to follow so you could follow women's cycling I literally put that together in like 20 minutes and then press publish mm. like <laughs> and then all of a sudden I just my blog was going like getting so many hits and then also I did like a rant about anti-doping yeah and um then I was getting like a thousand hits and I'm like oh I I never knew that people like cared so much about this sort of stuff so um uh yeah just when an idea strikes me I'll I'll bash it out and publish it so um it's not for my degree it's just for me and an outlet for me and I enjoy writing I enjoy having something other than cycling to do yeah so um yeah no watch my blog it, it's gonna it's gonna keep going <laughs>
0: okay, so where can people find you on the internet
1: i am at chloehosking.wordpress.com so yeah pretty easy
0: <laughs> and you're on twitter you're just chloe Hosking at twitter right
1: I'm Chloe underscore Hosking at Twitter. Uh,
0: not Chloe Hoskings, as most people think you and Melissa Hoskins, <laughs> Mrs. Melissa Hoskins are sisters with the same name. actually lost
1: at this guy in Belgium earlier this year. He like comes to me, he's like, are you and Melissa sisters? And I'm like, no, it's not even the same last name. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand why people struggle so much with it. Like, and you know what even annoys me more is that I'm older. Like, I've been around for longer, but I get Hoskins, and like, no, I'm Hosking. Why can't she get Hosking? Yeah, I'm saying <laughs> so, King, King, it's like, being the it's King of the so total. frustrating because even all the like commentators in Australia call me Hoskins, and I'm like, guys. Come on, like you know me personally. Like, read the piece of paper. Well, that's I, my rant. <laughs>
0: no, it's a great rant. It's a great, My favorite. My favorite one was at Worlds, where when Georgia Bronzini won the first time on Road Worlds, and the, one of the British commentators was still calling her Tatiana Godert So when she was oh standing God. on the, Except they weren't calling her Tatiana Godert So they were calling her Titania Guzado or something.
1: Oh God. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: Are you? Do you have any anything else? Any Instagram? Any Facebook? Any... Oh yes,
1: I'm also on Instagram. So I'm on Instagram as Chloe_Hosking so (laughs) yeah it can get a bit confusing um so twitter instagram and um my blog but if you just go to my blog it's all linked up there i'm also on strava so you can stalk my training
0: (laughs) well thank you so much for your time and have a massive massive good luck we'll be um watching you in the uh, in the black and orange of wiggle honda and uh yeah and 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 watching you watching watching you very happily next year i hope you have a fantastic 2015
1: Oh, great. Thank you very much. Thanks for speaking with me. No problem. (laughs)